Hello, everyone. This is Reading with Finus. I am Finus. I'm reading Japanese myths today. The story from Japanese myths that I'm reading today is how Taijam Shum was tormented by a devil of his own creation. Uh, follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, 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 try to read every day. If not, it's okay. I'll do it for you. This story is like a couple of pages. This is a long one for me. Let me see. How many pages is it? One, two, three, four. It's like five pages, you know. It's a lot. Let's uh, get this started because I don't know if I have the tension span to do it. Once upon a time, a certain Robin... Ronin, Ronin, Taijim, Shum by the a by name, and an able and well-read man, being on his travels to see the world, went up to Kyoto by the Tokyado one day in the neighborhood of Nago Nagoya, Nagoya, in the province of Oyara. He fell in with a wandering priest with whom he entered into conversation. Finding that they were bound for the same place, they agreed to travel together. Boggling, begalling their, their weary way by pleasant talk on diverse matters. And so by degrees, as they became more intimate, they began to speak without restraint about their private affairs and the priest trusting uh, thoroughly in the honor of his companion told him the object of his journey for some time past said he i have nourished a wish that has engrossed all my thoughts for i am bent on setting up a molten image in honor of buddha with this object i have wandered through various provinces collecting alms and who knows by what weary toll we have successfully in amuse, am, amassing 200 ounces of silver, enough, I trust, to erect a handsome bronze figure. What was the proverb? He who bears a jewel in his bosom bears poison. Hardly had the Ronin heard these words of the priest than an evil heart arose within him, and he thought to himself, Men's life, from the womb to the grave, is made up of good and ill of luck. Here I am, nearly 40 years old, a wanderer without a calling or even a hope of advancement in the world. <sighs> I feel you. To be sure, it, it, it seems a shame. Yet, if I could steal the money this priest is boasting about, I could live at ease for the rest of my days. And so he began casting about how best he might compass his purpose um but the priest far from guessing the drift of the of his comrades thoughts journeyed cheerfully on till they reached the town of koana here there is an arm of the sea which is crossed in a ferry boat that is crossed in ferry boats and that start as soon as some 20 or 30 passengers are gathered together. And in one of these boats, the two travelers embarked about halfway across 
The priest was taken with a sudden necessity to go to the side of the boat, and the ronin following him tripped him up whilst no one was looking and flung him into the sea. When the boatman, men, and the passengers heard the splash and saw the priest struggling in the water, they were afraid and made every effort to save him. But the wind was far and the boat running swiftly under the belling sails so that they were soon a few hundred yards off from the drowning man who sunk before the boat could be turned to rescue him. Okay. When he saw the ronin finged the utmost grief and dismay and said to his fellow passengers, this priest whom we have just lost was my cousin. He was going to Coyote, Coyote to visit the shrine of his part, uh, parton. And as I happened to have business there as well, we settled to travel together. Now, alas, by this misfortune, my cousin is dead and I am left alone. He spoke so feelingly and wept so freely that the passengers believed his story and pitied and tried to comfort him. Then the Ronin said to the boatman, we ought to, we ought by rights to report this matter to authorities. But as I am pressed for time and the business might bring trouble on ourselves as well, perhaps we had better hush it up for the present. And I and I will at once go in, go on to Kyoto and tell my cousin's parton. Besides writing him about it, what think you, gentlemen? Added he, turning to the other travelers. They, of course, were only too glad to avoid any hindrance to their onward journey, and all with one voice agreed to what the Ronin had proposed. And so the matter was settled. When at length. They reached the shore, they left the boat, and every man went his way. But the Ronin, overjoyed in his heart, took the wandering priest's luggage and, putting it with his own, pers 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 pursued his journey to Kyoto. Wow, what a jerk. On reaching the capital, the Ronin changed his name from Shaum, Shaimi, Shayumi, to Tako. Takumbi, and giving up his, pos his position as a samurai turned merchant and traded with the dead man's money. Fortune favoring his speculations, he began to amass great wealth and lived at ease, denying himself nothing. And in course of time, he married a wife who bore a child. Thus, the days and months wore on till one fine summer's night, some three years after the priest's death, Tokyubi stepped out onto the veranda of his house to enjoy the cool air and the beauty of the moonlight. Feeling dull and lonely, he began musing over all kinds of things when on a sudden the deed of murder and, and theft done so long ago vividly reoccurred to his memory. And he thought to himself, here I am, a grown rich and fat on money i won't only stole since then all has gone well with me yet had i not been poor i had never turned assassin nor thief woe bet did bet died me 
what a pity it was. And he was re revolving the matter in his mind. A feeling of remorse came over him. In spite of all he could do, while his conscience thus smelt him, he suddenly, to his utter amazement, beheld the faint outline of a man standing near a fear tree in the garden. On looking more attentively, he perceived that the man's whole body was thin and worn and the eyes sunken and dim. And in the poor ghost that was before him, he recognized the very priest whom he had thrown into the sea at Kayona, Kuan. Chilled with horror, he looked again and saw that the priest was smiling in scorn. He would have fled into the house, but the ghost stretched forth its withered arms and clutching the, the, the back of his neck, scowled at, scowled at him with a vindictive glare and a hideous uh, gasoline, ghastliness of men so unspeakable awful so unspeakably awful that any ordinary man would have swooned with fear but Tokyubi tradesman though he was had once been a soldier and was not easily matched for d d daring so he shook off the ghost and leaping into the room for his dirk laid about him boldly enough but strike as he would the spirit fading into the air eluded his blows and suddenly re reaped only to vanish again. And from the time forth, Tok Tokyobi knew no rest and was hunted night and day. At length, undone by such ceaseless vexations, Tokyobi fell ill and kept muttering, Oh, misery! Oh, misery! The wandering priest is coming to torture me. Hearing his moans, the disturbance he made, the people in the oh man, the house fancied he was mad and called in a physician who prescribed for him, but neither peel nor portion potion could cure Tokubi, whose strange frenzy soon became the talk of the whole neighborhood. You hear that crazy dude over there talking about some priest? Some merchant over there. This is crazy, and he just—he said something about him used to be a samurai or some ronin. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that guy. Just to crying. Now it chanced that the story reached the ears of a certain wandering priest who lodged in the next street. When he heard the particulars, this priest gravely shook his head as though he knew all about it, and sent a friend to Tokobi's house to say that a wandering priest dwelling hard by had heard of his illness, and were it never so gr uh, grievous, would undertake to heal it by means of his prayers. Tok Tokubi's wife, driven half wild by her husband's sickness, lost not a moment in sending for the priest and taking him into the sick man's room. I don't know why would you, someone that's afraid of priests, you'll send a priest in there, a wandering priest of that of that nature? He was already afraid of a wandering priest. Let's see. All right, but no sooner did Tokobi see the priest than he yelled out, "Help! Help! Here is the wandering priest. Uh, I could have foreshadowed that. Uh, come to torment me again. Forgive, forgive!" And hiding his head under the uh, corvette, he lay quivering all over. Then the priest turned all present out of the room, 
put his mouth to the a frightened man's ear and whispered, three years ago at the Guyon Ferry, you flung me into the water and, and well, you remember it. <clears throat> but Togobis was speechless and could only quake with fear. Happily, continued the priest, I had learned to swim and to dive as a boy, so I'd reached the shore. And after wandering through many provinces, succeeded in setting up a bronze figure to Buddha, thus fulfilling the wish of my heart. I'm going to stop whispering, just... This is a mad notice. Priest is still whispering in this crazy man's ear. Um, on my journey homewards, I took lodging in the next street, and there heard of your marvelous, marvelous ailment. Thinking I could divine its cause, I came to see you, and I'm glad to find I was not mistaken. You have done a hateful deed, but I am not a priest. And I have not forsaken the things of this world. And and would it not ill become me to bear malice? Repent, therefore, and abandon your evil ways. To see you do so, I should estimate, esteem the height of happiness. Be a good cheer now and look me in the face and you will see that I am really a living man. And no vengeful goblin come to torment you. Seeing he had no goals to deal with and overwhelmed by the priest's kindness, Tokyubis burst into tears and answered, Indeed, indeed, I don't want to say. I, in a fit of madness, I was tempted to kill and rob you. Fortune befriend me ever after, but the richer I grew, the more keenly I felt how wicked I had been, and the more I foresaw that my victim's vengeance would someday overtake me. Hunted by those thoughts, I lost my nerve. Till one night, I beheld your spirit, and from that time forth fell ill. But how you managed to escape and are still alive is more than I can understand. A guilty man said, uh, <clears throat> um, let's, let's do this whisper thing again, because I'm having fun. A guilty man, said the priest, said the priest, with a smile shudders at the rustling of the wind or the chattering of a stroke's beak or beck of a stroke's beck. A murderer's conscience preys upon his mind till you see what is not. Poverty drives a man to crimes which he repents of in his wealth. How true is the doctrine of Moshe that the heart of man, pure by nature, is corrupt by circumstances. Thus, he held forth, and Tokobi, who had, uh, had long since re repented of his crime, implored forgiveness and gave him a large sum of money, saying, Half of this is, is the amount I stole from you three years since. The other half, I entreat you to accept as interest or as a gift. The priest at first refused the, the money, but Tokobi insisted on his accepting it and did all he could to, to, to detain him. But in vain, 
for the priests went his way and bestowed the money on the poor and needy. As for Tokubi himself, he soon shook off his disorder and thenceforward lived at peace with all men, revered both at home and abroad, and ever in every intent on good and charitable deeds. That is the end of that story. That was 16 minutes. That was 20 minutes of me reading. <clears throat> it was a lot. I did it. We made it through. Got to whisper a little bit. It was fun. Uh, my favorite thing of the story. Hmm. I guess the part when he was going crazy and the fact that his wife was like, this dude keeps crying and just is so upset and, and so afraid of um, this priest thing, this uh, this ghost priest, this wandering ghost priest. I was wondering if you, wondering, wondering priest, would you mind helping my husband? And the wandering great priest was like, oh, yeah, I got this. Let me get my whispering voice on. Um, yeah, that's my favorite thing. Well, thank you for listening. That was Reading with Finest. I know it was a long one. You stuck it through. So did I. Today's the day. Live your dreams. Do what you got to do. Yeah, follow me there. Things is fine. Let's do it. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do